Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. Mm. That's right. And to keep it positive, we're going to make this a little bit of a drinking game. So anytime we say anything negative at all, you're going to hear this sound. That sound means that we are taking a drink and we hope you at home drink along with us. So pour yourselves a glass as we boldly step into the unknown. Ooh. Oh, here we go. All right, friends, it's going to be a little bit of a mini episode, oh, right? A big, it was a very big shot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be a... Be a chaser. Oh, Jesus. So we sort, we sort of have one announcement that's sort of a two announce, two announcements to make, which is we're changing up our format. So some of our friends that um, we've been talking about movies with, it's been great, but um, we are going to tease two different new formats for you right now, this very second. And so this is sort of like a little test run also to keep our episode count going because we really want to hit, guys, as of right, I want to tease this, all right? As of right now, our 200th episode is the weekends that Oppenheimer and Barbie come out. I'm going to say that again. The weekend Oppenheimer and Barbie come out, that's our 200th episode. So if we took this week off, we would not have that be the case. So we got to get this mini episode in. But also, um, we wanted to, uh, you guys the both saw Fast The lengths we go to to make Barbie the 200th episode. <laughs> so you're going to talk about Fast X and we're going to premiere two new formats. Guys, are you ready for me to do them both right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah do it. Yeah, yeah. So moving forward, the general <laughs> new excited. format is going to be this. A little bit of news at the beginning, like we've been doing, but we're going to tighten it up. For those of you who've been listening to us, you know, it can take us 15 minutes to get into the movie because we just love drinking and talking sometimes, which I don't think is a problem. But we are going to essentially feature two different elements of our movie discussion. We're going to have a mini review, which again, our Fast X one is going to be today since I didn't see it and I shamelessly didn't see it. I was very busy and I'm happy to hear you guys talk about it. But also we'll be able to keep it short and tight. So if there's a huge movie like Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We don't need to talk about it for an hour. Everybody in the world is talking about it. You don't necessarily need our take, so we can just tell you what we think. And then we can spend our more long form um, conversation about a movie that, you know, we love doing the indie movies, like we saw everything everywhere all at once the weekend it came out in New York and LA. And it was really cool to kind of be in the forefront of this, you know, thing that took off. Or even movies like we saw last year, like Mrs. Harris Go to Paris and The Phantom of the Open and The Menu and The Black Phone and all these movies that were out. But we were really happy to have that be our featured conversation. So those are going to be our more opened up conversations. So that's going to be moving forward. Having said that, for the next couple of weeks, we are going to be doing a summer movie. Couple weeks. <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> the next fucking summer, baby. For the next Pretty... entire summer. Now, we really want everybody to be a part of this because I think one of the things that really got us going um, as a podcast was the franchise face-off, where during COVID, we all watched, we watched so many, we watched so many fucking movies, you guys. And people would be like, why didn't you put Bond on the list? And we were like, because we can't yeah, watch any more movies. I've watched 28 fucking movies. Every week during COVID for like for like 12 weeks, we, we had two franchises up against each other. Our favorite was John Wick against Toy Story. So we we said, which one's better? Which one's better? And I don't know. I watched three and a half John Wicks and three Toy Stories that week just to get like I watched. I literally watched like seven movies just for the fucking podcast that week so that we could talk about these franchises. So we're not going to do that per se. What we are going to yeah. do is we're going to take the highest grossing summer movies of every single year from 1980 I'll circle back to that until 19 until 2020 basically 2019 when there was a block summer, there was no summer blockbuster series in 2020 yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, 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 correct. that is the cut the, the summer right. blockbuster series was your kitchen fucking wall in 2020 
So from 1980 to 2019, we are going to take each decade and we are going to have a little bit of a battle royale. You'll see this next week. We're going to take four movies and narrow it down to two from the early 1980s. We are going to have these, all of these movies and whatever winners advance. So we're probably going to have four or five movies from the 80s, 90s, 2000s 2010s so somewhere in the ballpark of like 20 movies and we are going to have them fucking fight each other to the death on our podcast to see what is the greatest highest grossing summer blockbuster of all time or as what happened last time we're going to fight each other to the death which might happen Which might happen. So anyway, we would I love for you to all to be. I got told to go fuck be... myself so many times. Yeah, play I mean, along, play along. Should I say what the Should I say what the the bracket is for next week? Because we're going to record this now. But should I tease people as to like what to expect? Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah, just to give them a, just kind of tell them just, specifically. Yeah, let them like, let, let them know what sort of chunk we've bit off for ourselves here. So we're going to start with the early '80s. We're going to start with 1980, which is of course the Empire Strikes. We're going to go back. in order. Let's just be honest about it. So you can play along chronologically every week and watch the movies in order, starting from 1980. And we're going to include some of the late 70s movies too later in the in the yeah. later rounds. Yes. Of course, this all began with Jaws. That's how this discussion yeah. began. But yes. So what are we what are we doing next week? So next week is going to be um, 1980 against 1981, which is of course. The Empire Strikes Back against Raiders of the Lost Ark. We are what fucking the fuck starting. What are we doing? Hot. And then eighty-two <laughs> Two movies you've never heard of. Eighty-two is ET. Eighty-three is Return of the Jedi. So that is our first week. We are going to battle it out. Only two of those four movies can advance. We are very excited about it. And then we're going to keep going down the list. Eighty-five to yeah. eighty-eight, and then eighty-nine to ninety-two. And we are we have retroactively decided to advance. It's not retroactively. You, you fucking my, my English teachers can fuck themselves you we, we decided to move they're great they're great we've advanced the teachers. Jaws and Star Wars 1 have advanced Jaws and Star Wars 1 because they really did define the summer blockbuster except yes. there are some fantastic movies from the late 70s since Jaws is the first blockbuster and, and Spielberg pretends like it wasn't because he was like Lawrence of Arabia and I was like no no Lawrence of Arabia was not on a thousand screens at the same time it just happened to play for a year all over the place yeah but no Jaws <laughs> was the, the first one to play on like 400 screens at the same time which was wild The Omen was 76 Grease was 78 and fucking Alien was 79 but we decided to advance Jaws and Star Wars and Come this is again just to be clear one last time the highest grossing summer movies Avatar was not a summer movie so that doesn't count yeah summer we're defining grossing, summer as May through August summer movies the highest grossing one of each year and we're gonna have them battle it out and if people had bad taste one year it's not our fault yeah anything I missed through September-ish Ellis? yeah through through September-ish because usually it's labor day right like we'll, mm. we'll kind of ish memorial day to ish yeah. labor day around around that window and just, just to be clear yeah. since i'm doing the research on this already none of these movies came out in september because it's a terrible fucking time to drop a movie when everybody <laughs> goes back to work and all the kids go back to school yeah. nobody does shit on labor day so all of these movies are yeah. may, may june and july just to be clear okay yeah Anything be fun. We'll get, we're gonna give you some info as we play along so that you'll kind of understand as we you know see the evolution 
of the blockbuster from a business perspective, kind of where does it sit, where they tend to be coming out. We'll give you some context of each of the year as well, so we can talk about their other big movies. But yeah, I think this is going to be really fun. Hmm. Every single fucking year is a movie you've heard of. It's a real banger, so I think everybody should just play along and enjoy. You know these are the movies you love watching anyway. You owned them on fucking VHS. You owned them on fucking DVD. Now you probably might buy them on streaming. Let's just let's lean yeah. into it. Let's have some fun. And, and please tell your friends to listen along. I know that I, if I were a listener, I would be listening and being like, I want to watch some of these movies. I want to be reminded of some of these movies. Yeah, like even E.T., which is right, like that's on the list. Like I've seen E.T. a million times, but it's cool to like be like, you know what, that is a summer movie. Let's watch it. Let's rewatch it now or whatever else like is coming up in the future. Back to the Future is going to come up. So it's like, you know, get get look forward to the summer movies, you know, because I don't know what's coming out here. But fucking Mission Impossible, I watched that trailer for three summers, three years. I watched that fucking movie right now. And sometimes I just want to stick my middle finger to them and say, I'm going to go ahead and watch Raiders again, you know? It's going to be fun. The franchise, the face-off, not the, not the, the, the face-off idea mm. is back. And the, and the longer it goes, the uglier it gets. It's uh, <laughs> true, dude. And it's if you're true. friends with us, watch these movies with us because we need help getting through them. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> of course, of course, write in and fucking tell us to go fuck yeah. ourselves. Like, Please tell us to fuck ourselves. Every movie we're going to be talking about is somebody's favorite movie. So oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, oh, feel I, free I, to yell at us. We'll have the phone number where you can call and leave us a message or text us. Uh, that's in the, yeah. uh, the show notes on all of our formats. So, yeah, drop us a line. Feel free to tell us what you think. Maybe we'll play it so, on the show. So, Tell us ahead so, of time. So, so what are we doing today, Jeff? Like, what, what the hell is the point of this episode? Like, so we're, to, we're just, we're just going to... Well, to tease that's coming up, to keep our episode count in check, <laughs> uh, we, do, we are going to get to our Fast X review. So we'll do... Starting now, not, not forgetting the last eight minutes happened, but we're essentially going to do probably what it's what our fall segments are going to be like more so in you know but even in the next couple of weeks if we see a movie that's coming out that's like one of these beautiful indie movies that we think people should see even if if dave hasn't seen it because you know he, he hates um um you know <laughs> fuck. what the fuck did you what just happened <laughs> jeff, needs, short jeff, yeah. jeff needs fuel I'm a I'm a replicant. Did not is not the highest Blade Runner is not. I have to get the fuck out of here. Okay, so um, which Blade we are Runner? Gonna, the seven versions. <laughs> not the one that gave Roger Deakins his first ever Academy Award for yeah. cinematography. No, not that one. Um, we are going to starting now essentially lay out what uh, a normal episode will be except we're not going to have our featured longer discussion at the end so we'll do a little bit of what happened this week have you guys seen anything these are the indie movies we want to promote and then we'll have our mini review pretty tight yeah also and for then, anyone watching on youtube i apologize for doing this show naked when jeff said let's do a quickie this weekend i did not understand the assignment i was wondering why you were David. so willing and didn't ask any questions um all right, so not while you have a cold. I was I wasn't we, sure. Start, I wasn't sure if I was going to go over Zoom. <laughs> Let me start. I guess we'll we'll kind of give you a little bit of a recap of some movies that came out this week. Since we're no longer gonna, we're not always gonna deep dive into, you know, other than these little reviews we're gonna give at the top. So just to give us a little context for for this week, movies that probably opened on the nineteenth, on Thursday, May nineteenth, twenty twenty three, the ones that made the numbers, the uh, the website, the the trades. Uh, that basically docks like all of the the business numbers of uh, all the weekends and performances of movies that opened wide enough this week 
our Fast X, which we're going to be talking about. We have The Master Gardener by uh, Paul Schrader, Joel Edgerton, and Sigourney Weaver. A uh, film released by Neon called Sanctuary, which looks um, looks pretty cool. I, I, feel, I really like that actor. What is that guy's name, Jeff? Uh, Chris... Um, God damn it, what is his name? Uh, Chris Abbott? Oh, I like Chris, Chris Abbott. Abbott. Yeah, yeah, dude, I really like Chris Girl, Abbott. Girls um, leave no trace. Not leave no trace. Girls, um, whatever that movie in the woods was that he was in with. with it Joel. comes at night with Joel. It right? comes at night with Joel Edgerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Mar- good. Uh, Mar- Margaret Qualley, Margaret Qualley, and Christopher Abbott, directed by Zachary Wigan. Uh, we had the one by um, by uh, Paul Schrader, and then we also have something called Moon Garden, which I had not heard of, but uh, directed by Ryan Harris Stevens. Yeah, uh, if you look um, closely so at the uh, enough. at the middle column, we'll call them there. That opened in one theater. And made six thousand dollars in that one theater. Not too shabby. That's not too dude. shabby going for that. <laughs> it's pretty great. So those are the ones that opened. Well, I know to give you a little idea. Those opened against Fast X, which you know, if you're releasing movies, you never want to release against something that's going to dominate. But just the climate huh. of movies nowadays. I see what you did there's there. There's always big franchise. Sure. Dominate. Dominate. <laughs> there's always big franchises opening. So probably didn't stand a chance against against those movies, but. A lot of movies like that are definitely worth seeing. So there you go. That's the context for this week. Now we're going to chit-chat. Did anybody see any of these uh, apart from Fast X? Nobody saw any of these at the moment, right? No, but I am definitely going to see Master Gardener. Jeff, tell tell them what you just told us about the lonely man. What was that? So so Paul Schrader is is like loosely referring to this as his lonely man trilogy. This is Master Gardener. Yeah. So we had the card counter, that Oscar Isaac movie that came out not too long ago. I think it came out during COVID, and then First Reformed, which is the Ethan Hawke. Okay, okay, uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm just, I'm just gonna let's. Uh, the card counter came out in 21. Actually, I was here and I kept seeing the. Let's, okay, let's just have a quick look at the uh, summary for Master he's also, he's also a legend. He was like friends with Scorsese and De Palma way back in the day. Like he, Paul Schrader is a total legend, but it's funny that these are these are the movies he wants to make nowadays. It's these like cool a, a meticulous yeah. horticulturalist who's devoted to tending the grounds of a beautiful state and pandering to his employer, the wealthy dowager. Wealthy Dowager. That yeah. sounds awfully Bridgerton esque. Yeah. Dude, if I took my wife to see that, I'd probably be the lonely man. <laughs> oh, come on. No, no. Okay. I, I, I will, it's probably not Dave Green's kind of movie. But I, it but is my wife. Can I go back and finish my joke now? As soon as I saw a horticulturist in, uh, in the title, I was like, yeah, my wife would drag me to see that like crazy. <laughs> Joel Edgerton, so sexy. Jeff, give it up. What finish your joke? Jokes are great when you have to finish the match. No, this is yeah. this is the one where I was like, if Dave didn't want to see the movie because he didn't want to be a lonely man, I don't know. Let's get the fuck that out of here. Why did you actually? That was yeah. great. I'm glad you. I'm glad <laughs> you, you know, did that. You know why I did that? I did that because a couple of weeks ago you cut off Jack in the middle of his Sisu story. That's why I did no, that. Just oh, the, no, no, not me, Jeff, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I did. Yeah. Guys, Jack talked in two different timbres. He had one really high pitch up here, and then he really dropped down at this point. Yeah. Then he was up here. My parents asked me if there were not my parents. I should somebody um, other people I know asked me if there were two different actors. Yeah, British him. British people's balls drop in their thirties. So, hey, this is John's hey, brother-in-law. He does have the he has the voices. Um, let's fucking do it, Dave. You and I saw it. We did I'm very see it. proud to say let's, uh, Fast X. All right, let's let's get this um, out of our systems just quickly. We want to talk just a little briefly well, about Fast X. And let's give everyone who wasn't listening last time, I am a shameless guilty. This is probably one of my favorite guilty pleasure recent franchises 
you know, everyone may be aware that it started uh, roughly 20 years ago, 2001 with the first, it was 2001, right? Yeah, 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 pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So they've been going basically 22-ish years now, the 10th one in the franchise. Um, a lot of actors, familiar faces exploded because of it, came out of it. And we still rely on this franchise to support their careers. Dude, and those movies, everything fucking exploded. Sure. Uh, some famous, now famous uh, directors like Justin Lin uh, really, really put their flag in the sand with, with this franchise and have ended up doing other things as well. Did you say there was a writing credit um, for him on this too? I think he has a story credit on this one, but let's but let's look it up. Just to Who be, does? Uh, Justin Lin, he had the one last time. He had nine for sure. And he had story credits, I think, for five, six, mm. seven. Um, but he does not have a story. He does have a writer's credit on on this one. So he's still very he's still involved. But uh, Louis Louis Leterrier, the uh, French director, mm. fucking rocked this one. This is Fast X. This is the tenth one. Um, <laughs> funny, funny thing I read on Twitter, I, and I looked it up the other day. Uh, he joined that production three days before they started shooting. Yeah, I'll tell you a little story about that because I was lucky enough out. to see this one. Did he drop out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to a different podcast, and they are a podcast of note. And they said he did. Now, I don't, I don't know if they said he dropped out three days before. They certainly. I don't want to be too conspiratorial. Yeah, I, I, think it, I think it was like a month before. Vin and, and him. Yeah, not getting along. Yeah. Who was not getting along? Vin and Justin Lin. Yeah, apparently. Now, I don't want to spread too many oh, rumors, man. but but apparently there but th th there could be other things involved too. But yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know with that stuff. But this is from a very reputable source that that came out. A very public source. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. no. I uh, I saw I got to see this at, at a special screening at school and um Neil Moritz, who's one of the main producers. He's kind of he's been a part of every single one of these. This is like his baby. So he's like shepherded this franchise. He made a SWAT. He made a few other things along the way, but um, household name, kind of massive movies, very successful man. And he was speaking about this to us and, and he mentioned that, yeah, for whatever reason, Justin Lin and whoever the other, you know, he stepped out and right before, no prep, jumped right in. He said that they did not miss a single day of production. Wow. They had already been shooting, actually. Huh. They had just started and it happened. And he said they did not miss a day. Um, so I thought that was really fantastic. But let's just start just gently. Dave, I guess I, I was setting that up to kind of make fun of the fact that I am team Fast and the Furious. I don't think my co-hosts like these movies as much as I do, but I am curious because we all <laughs> I, did. I did. I did. Last one. Just sure, sure, sure. We all were disappointed with nine and I don't think we were alone. So I'm curious, Dave. Did Fast X redeem itself at all in your mind, or do you still feel like it's just it's still not for you? Well, I'll tell you. Um, okay, <laughs> you're right. Fast Nine, we it was it was one of those ones where you just sit there and go, "Oh, fucking come on!" at the screen the constantly. Weed it was like, helped me. They got yeah, but they, not got, by much. they got ridiculous. Sure. Um, Fast X, I don't know what the fuck happened between like nine and ten, but this is what they were looking for. Like this yeah, is this is the best Fast and Furious movie I have ever seen. Whoa! Oh wow! Jesus, oh, David. <laughs> That's fair. It's gushing, yeah. gushing, and that's like the fact that it's a two, possibly three parter. Like, yeah, I'm pissed about that, but you know, I I want to. 
They've wanna, never done that before. No, they've never done that before. And yeah, I'm very interested to see where it goes. I can't wait. I, this is, it's like when, uh, you know, one of the Marvel movies or something does it. This is, or when, you know, whatever. Um, I can't wait for the next one. I walked out of that thoroughly entertained. I not very rarely was I like, Oh, come on. Like they pushed it too far. There was like one or two moments where they had just had to up it to that point. Um, I will say Jason Momoa reminded me of, um, fucking mission impossible threes villain. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. His performance reminded me of Philip Seymour Hoffman and just, he's, 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 he became fast and furious as Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to comment on that for sure. Finish your review, though, yeah. and then I'll, I'll give this, my little... Like, hands down, this is the best Fast and Furious movie I've ever seen. That is that is my no, review. There is the review. I uh, I don't know if it's... But I, I for, for sure feel that they redeemed themselves. I took yeah. Elizabeth. Um, we have a great theater. It was cool hearing Neil Moore speak afterwards, but generally speaking, she said afterwards, she was like, I, I liked that. She had not seen any of them, and she was like, I was entertained. It was fun. Granted... Um, Jason Momoa is her is her number two. Sorry, Elizabeth, I'm calling you out. Number two on the list. What does that say about me, you guys? Yeah, he's fucking huge, dude, man. You gotta get to the gym, man. Creatine over to that apartment right away. I think I've called her out. Sorry, Elizabeth, this is all about you. I think I've called her out before because I think when we were talking about a Marvel movie, I told you guys that Chris Hemsworth is her number one. So she had a good time at this Hmm. movie, partially because Jason Momoa was having Jeff I thought about you the whole time I was watching this and you're going to go and you're going to watch this and you're going to think about this cuz I know you nobody had more fun than Jason Momoa oh, on this god yeah he <laughs> had a blast whether it was yeah. intense and not over the like melodramatic at all there weren't too many of those moments it but wasn't. whether he was like doing stunts they let him really ride around uh Rome on his fucking motorcycle cuz he's an expert uh, motorcycle rider they let him do a lot of that himself so they had to reshoot they had to change the way they were going to shoot it because he wanted to do that he definitely had fun in scene work just having yeah. a real blast with finding the humor finding the absurdity of playing a master villain that way um his costumes were ridiculous yeah and flamboyant i would and what say they did yeah. to his hair and yeah very flamboyant he was like um, and that was the fun thing it was like he's a a villain that is like a bond level villain almost like what he is in this case, like he yeah. blows up so much shit. Um, but he's also completely sexually ambiguous. And I feel like that's what they've gone for in bond a couple of years ago and fucked it up. This hits it right on the head. Cause they don't, yeah, they don't, they had fun they don't go over the top about it. And you know, it, at some points he's nice and then he just turns on a dime and it's yeah. Phenomenal performance from we spoiled, Mamala. We, we may have spoiled a little bit of the ending so far. So I don't want to spoil too much, but the way that they opened this movie, it worked for a fan who has mm. loved the movies uh, without yes. telling you what they reference at the beginning of this to establish Jason Momoa's character. But it also worked for somebody like Elizabeth who was like, do I need to have seen any of these? What the hell, yeah. what do I need to know? And I was like, don't worry no, about it. They'll, they'll, take, they'll take care of that. Yeah, yeah. The way they wrap you up into this, they know what they're doing. They touched on maybe the best movie they've made so far, which is my favorite one without telling you which one it is to establish who Jason Momoa is. So it launches you into a context that actually has story, backstory and emotional circumstance baked into it. So you all, so you don't feel like it's kind of coming out of the blue the way that maybe they did last time with Aldana as a brother. Where yeah. did that come from? Was without it? giving anything away, because we're navigating this for the first time, folks. Sorry, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but 
one of the worst aspects of Nine, the fact that Dom has a brother, ends up being one of the most endearing parts about this movie. Yeah. And they they knew it and they adjust they addressed it. Yeah. And I think they ended up fixing it in a really fun, heartwarming, charming way. That, it worked mm-hmm. for me, Dave. I don't know if that worked for you. And folks, you'll, you'll know what we're talking about when you I say mean, it. They, they split they split the, the team into three and had three consecutive yeah. storylines running. And that storyline was a highlight. Because like, touching, like we're, we're allowed to mention who it is, right? Everyone knows who, who the brothers, who plays the brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So John Cena. Any, John Cena. Anytime you put him out in an element that you wouldn't normally picture him in, it's... He's so good at playing the I'm awkward, but I don't know it character. And it just works for him and makes him so endearing. And it just builds yeah. on that character phenomenally. Yeah. So I know we're not trying to make these too long. I'll wrap it yeah. up. Just telling you this. Cause I thought this was so, this was so charming. This guy, this producer who just gave me like real, like rock star Hollywood producer vibes, like real kind of badass guy vibes. He said they literally, uh, just like I watched a bunch of recent uh, background BTS behind the scenes stuff yep. for uh, Mission Impossible's recently, and um, I heard that Christopher McCary and Tom Cruise yeah. were doing this as well. So like I wasn't you didn't have a choice, dude. That... They were making you sit through it in the fucking theater now. Oh, come on, <laughs> Neil Moritz and the directors. He said they do this as well. Who are the main decision makers for story um, in Fast and the Furious? They start with their big action set pieces. And McQuarrie and uh, Tom Cruise do this too. They start with these really fun ideas for, wouldn't this be awesome? Literally just saying that. And then they build story around them, yeah. which whether or not you agree with that, maybe that's <laughs> something that you dislike about. I thought that was funny. Sounds he said scary. They literally, he said they literally sit in a conference room and they all have little Hot Wheels cars. And Get they literally the fuck just like, out of here. Just like play with them. And they're like, what if it did this? He said, they Pay literally your writers just sit down. more. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> And then once they have the set pieces, then they hand it and they hire their writers and they let Justin and them create story and then they hire writers to fill out the screenplay. But okay, John said no. They they hire writers and then they hire writers and then they hire writers. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, go see this movie written by Hot Wheels. (laughs) Ah, come on. I really enjoyed it. I think the the gang is back, baby. They're they're not giving up on this. Why? It's ridiculous. It It is absurd. Why did they wait till ten to do the best fucking one? Like, uh, guys, I heard another podcaster. Well, I'm gonna give. Sorry, I'm gonna ahead. give Neil. I'm gonna give Neil Moritz a little credit because he said this kind of like he kind of flippantly said this, but I thought this was this may have been why nine. He took a break on nine for whatever reason. He didn't take part in nine, and he said, "I you know." So they went to I space vetoed, in a scuba suit. He said, yeah. "He said I vetoed going to space, but nobody listened to me, and I ended up not being a part of that production." So, yeah. Honestly, it sounds like maybe some different people were making decisions at the time. The guy who was there from the very beginning maybe wasn't in the room for the entire movie, and somebody said, "Let's go to space," and, and that it's, didn't work and it's out funny because, well like, if you're working on the next one, you're like, "How do I come back from that?" And this is how you come back from that. Like, this was this was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, right. so that's our mini review. Go see it. Chad, is it four, four, five, or seven? Because you know, one's great. Don't say Tokyo Drift. So five, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's five. For sure. Fast for sure. five is the best. Fast five is great. Um. Is that the first one The Rock's in? It is, right? It is, and it's good. That's yeah. another reason why you're gonna like this movie. I, I, I love the, the Rock's. The Rock's turn is great because that's that's the heist one, right? Where they steal the safe. Oh god, it's so fucking good. And then he's like, "I'll give you an hour." What does he? What does he give him? He gives him like, oh, "Fuck it, it doesn't matter." Um, this movie, <laughs> um, 
54 Rotten Tomatoes with an 86 audience score. So you got to love that. You got to look at that because I heard a, a, a podcaster call this an abomination. And <laughs> yeah, and just he said he, he said he said the words what are what are you what are we doing like four times He's like what are we doing what are we doing he said it so many times and I was like immediately just go fuck yeah. this guy oh now I wish I saw it what what um, are you doing is uh, obviously like popping something and sitting a mic in front of a mic yeah. for about an hour you're making the tenth fast come right. on this is exactly so, yeah. what you're doing this is, well, like, we'll the- that's the thing you go and see number ten you expect tripe after number nine right. and you don't you get something that's actually very nuanced and good jason x versus fast x oh my god yeah yes the best the best tenth movies of all time we should the make a list the best um, tenth <laughs> million dollar that's opening. a matt and mark yeah. that's a matt and mark face off right there let's dude. go let's go <laughs> we should have that come on matt and mark do it dude mark and matt let's go um 60, 67.5 million is not a great number for them but it's good enough to get them at least two more if they want because it's a huge franchise ip we'll I see mean, what the happens second during one's already being made. that's that's definitely we'll, happening we'll see what happens during memorial day weekend but numbers are a little bit of a dip compared to some of the like seven obviously was huge the paul walker one and then eight and seven was paul walker was yeah that, i mean after nine you'd yeah, have to expect eight, a dip um but i feel like word of mouth after week one was it eight was paul parker was eight no when he left it was seven it was, it was seven it was seven six or seven yeah seven seven, seven. Uh, the fate of the yeah that's different okay so anyway. emotional so emotional when the cars go the other way dude it's <laughs> um and then they fly right. off into the air like grease honestly yeah. God, it's so good dude if I, I, it. it gets me dude uh yeah all right that's it folks that's our short little teaser episode so imagine in the future starting next week where we're gonna do that probably tighter talk about a new movie that we yeah. saw if we saw anything that week and then we're gonna move into this new blockbuster face-off thing it's gonna be really fun Fuck, so please yeah. please please tune back in and join us we're gonna have a great time uh we're recording these back to back this so i'm gonna be i'm tipsy you guys yeah How are you guys feeling <laughs> yeah I, that, I got a little buzz going a big shot <laughs> my drink hit me right when i was trying to make that joke on dave that's why i, I completely that's why like, I took over. out for a second that's yeah. why dave so, over. join us for a hilarious conversation <laughs> on empire strikes back versus raiders of the lost ark god it's gonna be fun and et versus, and, versus oh, god, Jedi. Yeah. we're just gonna be oh. talking about four casually fucking the greatest fucking summer blockbuster <laughs> movies of all time let's go i got my fucking magazine right here let's go <laughs> and hey guys these uh, indie reviews the first reviews are not great for the new indie movie but you know what do you want everybody's a grandpa uh, now everybody's yeah, a grandpa i've, I've, I've really seen go. good ones cool it has 50 percent rotten tomatoes 30 reviews 15 yeah people we'll see you next week we'll give you our recommendations for the week we'll give you all that shit next time join us this summer tell your friends watch movies reach out to us give us some shit we can't wait to give it right back let's fucking it's go gonna get fucking real